Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined in studio by Rhino today. Now, don't you forget that today is a good day to plan your very own one-of-a-kind Mississippi trip. We want you to do that by heading over to visitmississippi.org. And, man, it feels like the film industry is catching fire in the best way possible here in Mississippi. There are so many good projects going on from top to bottom of the state. But today we get to get a peek from a different angle of the business, and that is the screenwriting, or I guess the script writing, you can call it that. And joining us today all the way from the Mississippi Gulf Coast is Mr. Joe Peavy. Hey, Mr. Joe. Hey. You said I could call you Joe, but it feels... You can. Me and Rhino had this discussion the other day here on Good Things. I have to have your permission before I drop before well, I drop the, before I drop the mister for my good manners here. Um, but this is exciting because you uh, were kind enough to send me an actual screen or script. Do you call it a script? Is that the yeah. right word? A script or a screenplay. Or a screenplay of, I guess, your latest um, film, which is Turn and Burn, which is being, or or one of your latest films yeah. to be, uh, to actually get, um, to get produced. And it is the first time that I'd ever read one or seen one in my hand. You know, this right. is the thing that the actors get when they go for auditions, correct? Like they get the script. They they'll get, the get script. They'll get like a small page or two to, to read for. They, they generally don't get the entire script until they have been cast. If they have been cast. So if you've never read one and you even you prepped me for it, Joe, you said yeah. it's going to be different because it's not like reading a short story or reading a novel. It really is conversation and then sort of setting the screen so i'm so interested before you ever started screenwriting or writing for films were you a regular writer did you write short stories were you a novelist or did you just dive into telling you know conversational stories no i've always had a a bit of a knack for spinning a yarn or two uh, growing up, and uh, you know, my background is law enforcement. I was a police officer for six, uh, 26 years, and uh, this happened by accident, uh, just being at the right place at the right time. I read a quote where you said, if you think about it, a cop has a Ph.D. as a screenwriter, and I thought that's hysterical, and but correct. I mean, 26 years and all the different fields that you, you had or all the different, I guess, um, jobs you had within law enforcement really gave you many stories to tell you met many characters i can only imagine so how so it's sort of break that down for us how do you think that being a cop um or in law enforcement kind of gives you a phd in screenwriting well you learn to document and uh, you learn to tell a story uh that's that can be presented to a judge or a jury in a courtroom and let them understand 
or visualize something that you either saw or investigated, and uh, that way they can draw a conclusion based on on what they're hearing. And that's that's what a screenwriter does. You you paint a picture uh, for an audience to 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 see. And then they hopefully will act that out. You know, the actors and the actresses that take it on in the background and all that brings your screenwriting to actual life there to the big screen. All right. Let's talk about Cornbread Cosa Nostra. So you say it. Cornbread Cosa Nostra. (laughs) Cornbread Cosa Nostra. There's always these hard words here on good things that challenge. um, But I don't even think that's English. The Cornbread, yes. But the Cosa Nostra, I'm not so sure. So you were encouraged um, during that experience to write about some of your war stories, I guess, from your law enforcement years. Who encouraged you to start writing? Um. Travis Mills, the director of Cornbread Cosa Nostra, uh, was a major influence. But just some of the the cast and crew, um, they were filming that movie down on the coast, uh, and it's it's about the Dixie Mafia and uh, loosely based on the Sherry murders, which were um, very significant crimes on the coast. And uh, I got brought on board as a technical advisor because I lived on the coast when all this happened and I I was a police officer at the time and I actually knew some of the principals both good and bad uh, involved in that case and I would be on the set and um, I was was there mostly just to to get educated because I was curious about how movies are made Um, and, and there's a lot of aspects to that that I won't go into but um, I would be on the set, and there's a lot of downtime uh, between shooting a scene. Uh, they'll spend a tremendous amount of time getting the lighting correct uh, and uh, just setting the scene up. And I would get quizzed by the director or some of the crew, does this look right? Uh, how would, would they have done this? And uh, sometimes it would evolve into me telling a story about something on the coast. And sometimes I would hear, you know, you ought to write some of that down. That's 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 some pretty good stuff. So uh, I just tucked that away in the back of my mind. And I had a copy of the complete script, and we had wrapped the film, and they were doing post-production on it. And I was just at home one day and uh, reading the script, and I said, I can do this. Meaning and, you could sit down and write something similar with your stories right, in your head. Yeah, right. And uh, so I did. I sat down, and uh, I spent about probably six months very secretive. Nobody who knew me knew that I was doing this. And uh, I spent about six months uh, researching, and I wrote a script called Deeper Scars, and it deals with some of the emotional baggage that police officers carry. And uh, I sent it to the only person that I really knew in the film business, and that was the director of Cornbread. And I didn't know if I would hear back from him or not. That's Travis Mills, correct? Travis Mills, yeah. I didn't know if I'd hear back from him or not. Uh, At that time, I believe he was living in Arizona. And uh, he he contacted me within two or three days. And first thing he said is, uh, you know, what are you planning to do with this? And I told him, I really don't know. And really, all I was after from him was just to say, it's pretty good. 
Some or validation. It's, or it's horrible. You, you need to stop doing this. You know, you're, you're going to destroy the film industry if you keep <laughs> writing. And uh, that's all I wanted from him. And he started uh, uh, coaching me a little bit you know, about some of the mistakes I made, which I did. I made a lot of mistakes. What would be like one of the biggest ones? I mean, you were going into it blind. I mean, you're right. completely green at this. Well, the biggest mistake I made to start with was I wrote it using Microsoft Word. And um, there are film industry standards uh, for formatting of a script, and Microsoft Word was not well, one of them. how you were supposed to yeah. know that, yeah. And uh, I didn't understand subplots, and uh, each story, you have the main story, but you also have to have some subplots, uh, other stories taking place in the background. And uh, although uh, Deeper Scars had somewhat of a subplot, it really wasn't developed that well. And he coached me a little bit on that, and we probably spent 30 minutes on the phone. And But I still had not got, is this any good or not? And, well, I would think his time, though, should at least tell yeah. you that there's a little talent yeah. there. They well, don't just spend time well, on the phone. He's a good for, guy. He, he yeah. loves uh, taking somebody that has uh, little or no experience and dragging them along uh, to, to give them that experience. So he's a really good guy for that. And uh, so at the end of this conversation, I finally said, you know, you think this is good enough to be made? He said, I would make this this film. It needs a lot of work, but I would I love the story. And so um, we, we got off the phone, and I began to do revisions, and I began to educate myself on subplots and film industry standards. Uh, I had to buy a uh, an Apple computer because most people in the uh, film industry and uh, communications uses those products and uh, uh, began to work on it. And I probably spent another month or two revising it. I sent it back to him, and uh, we began to talk about the story. And, uh, I mean, he was being very kind to me, but he, he also needed to let me know, hey, I don't really have time for this because I've got this project called 12 Westerns in 12 Months that I've been working on for a couple of years. And I, and I remember him talking about it during uh, Cornbread, but I really didn't know and a lot about And that's the idea of him doing 12 Western movies in 12, 12 months. 12 feature-length Western. films in 12 months, which so, is insane. So feature-length is going to be two-hour markish, hour and a half to two-hour two hour mark, mark. Yeah, yeah. So, And there's an incredible amount of work that goes in to just an, a, yeah, to 90 most, minutes of cinema. Most independent filmmakers are lucky to get one, perhaps two, made in a year. So, and he's looking at trying to do 12. What like that fire under his tail? You have to ask him. Uh I, I believe he loves challenges, and, and this was quite a challenge. Which ended up being another door open for you, because I know that your um, screenwriting, Turn and Burn, was picked up by him. I think it was number nine of his 12. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that and more with Mr. Joe coming up next here on Good Things.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny skies, 50-50 shot of rain, high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 66. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 85. And for your finally Friday, a slight chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 86. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. I'm Dr. Michael Walker, founding physician at New Care MD. We provide concierge medicine that everyone can afford. We do this by eliminating middlemen and restoring focus on the patient-physician relationship. For a low monthly fee, less than the average cost of a cell phone, you get access to unlimited clinic visits, wholesale medications and labs, and even telehealth. It doesn't take an act of Congress to get affordable health care. Learn more about health care the way it should be at NewCareMD.com. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right Right now, there's there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. So go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. We're exploring behind the scenes of screenwriting today with screenwriter Joe Peavy. You may know him from his recent release there on Amazon Prime. I think it's Bastard's Crossing. Mm -hmm. But that came after Turn and Burn, which hasn't been filmed yet, but it got into the 
the dirty dozen, a dusty dozen of mm-hmm. Travis Mills and his idea of creating 12 feature, featured length westerns in 12 months. Right. So it was, it is number nine and it still has, it hasn't been filmed well, yet. No, it got, it had to get dropped from, uh, we're getting a little bit of a head, but uh, it had to get dropped from the 12 westerns because of COVID. Um, COVID. Turn and Burn is a, uh, drama uh, dealing with barrel racing events and large crowds and uh, stadiums and stuff like that. And it's hard to do that during a pandemic. Yeah. So even though I began writing Turn and Burn first, I had to switch gears about probably three-quarters of the way through it because um, they wanted a very s- simple Western to kick off the 12 Westerns project. Uh, as a kind of a tune-up to get going. Now, uh, uh, the second one uh, is a film called Texas Red, and it's uh, based on a true story that happened in, I believe, the 1940s in Mississippi uh, of a a man that was chased uh, from Tennessee to Louisiana on foot. Um, and, and Cedric Burnside. Cedric Burnside. Mississippi's very right. own blues a musician and singer right. is the is Texas right. Red in that one. That script was finished. Uh, pre-production had begun, and they were ready to go with it uh, in February. So January they needed a relatively simple Western. And through my conversations with them, uh, this idea for a film that eventually became Bastard's Crossing uh, evolved. So tell me about the title, Bastard's Crossing, because I feel like we're it's okay to say that word when it's in part of a title and we can, you know, rock it here. I know it is. And um, so so give us a little bit behind the scenes. Well, uh, if you think of the time period, this is like 1870s. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bastard child was a child that was conceived out of wedlock. And uh, that's kind of where I won't – I try not to give all the story away for those who haven't seen it, but uh, that's where the title kind of evolved from. Through most of the movie, you think – the title is about one particular character, but in the end, you realize, well, no, it's not him. It's it's something else. So that actually came out um, on screen in 2000 and when did this past January? This past January, it, it and released, so and yeah. there at the Oxford Film Festival, you guys walked away with some awards for that. Yeah, we've been very lucky in some uh, some awards. Um, I believe we've won three uh, best features in various um, film festivals. We were accepted in film festivals in England, in Tokyo, uh, I believe in Ireland. Uh, But the one that I'm the most proud of, and I think the crew and uh, uh, the producers are the most proud of, is we won uh, probably the top award at the Oxford Film Festival just this I believe about a month ago. We have a lot to be proud of in a very short amount of time, so I want to keep our timeline going here. Okay. When did you first – remind us the year that you met Travis Mills with Cornbread Cosa Nostra. I believe that was 2017, okay. uh, late 2017. Yeah. So within three years, you were – okay, so first you were a retired from law enforcement, 26 right. years on the force. You just happenstance to be in part curiosity, you little nosy. You got out there to see what the filming industry was going on there in Biloxi. You got encouraged to start to screenwrite. And within three years, you have a finished screenplay on the big screen winning awards. I've been, Who I've does been, that? 
I'm extremely. I tell everybody I'm a unicorn. Uh, I've, <laughs> you I should have, have worn your yeah, horn. I have met. Horn. I've met other writers uh, since I started this, and some of them have been writing 20 years, and they've yet to get a a film produced. And for me, right out of the gate, to get one finished and released, another one scheduled, and I also wrote a chapter in. Uh, 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 a film called Wilderness Road that uh, will be released later this year, uh, dealing with the Natchez Trace. So, yeah, I've been extremely lucky. Well, also, too, I think it just shows that there was a, nat- a natural knack there for it. And you are you were correct in your statement when you said that being in law enforcement for almost 30 years basically gave you a Ph.D. in screenwriting because so. yeah. you understood how to sort of um, explain it all on paper to sort of be able to visually mm-hmm. see it. But it's something different for you, I assume, Joe, to see it in paper. You hand it over to the producer and the director. You go through the casting and all of that. And one, my question will be, are you a part of it till the end? But then first tell me about the first time you got to sit down and screen Bastards Crossing in its entirety from beginning to end um, as as a watcher. Um in my living room on a laptop uh, before it was... Uh, Did you pop popcorn? No, I didn't pop popcorn, but I, I will say I was nervous because I really... Even though I was on set for some of the filming, um, I, went, I, I couldn't be there a lot. It was shot in Brookhaven, and uh, which, which is another story. And um, uh, so I, I knew some of the scenes as they were being shot. I got to see them, but to see it that first 95 minutes uh, it was real interesting and uh, I, I was I'm, even though I was watching on a little laptop computer I wish I could have had it on a, a big screen to, to watch you got to watch it on the big have you gotten to I did. watch it uh, yeah, yeah the uh, the premiere was right here in Jackson uh, back in January at the Cinemark uh, they held a, um, a premiere there and on the big screen and uh, it was sold out and it was a great event so your next one in in line is turn and burn correct or where did wilderness road come in let's well let me get the time right, line right i started on uh turn and burn but uh Had we to pause it because we of COVID. paused it because of covid and so we shift well even before covid we shifted to uh bastard's crossing because they wanted a, an easy simple western right. to do at first and bastard turned out not to be a easy simple western it it was a challenge as it turned out as and, most bastards are. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, we we wrapped that one, and uh, they went on to film company, which is uh, Running Wild Films. Uh, they went on to uh, the next one, which was Texas Red, and one after that, and one after that. And Turning Burn was scheduled to be shot this past September. And we had already done some... Uh, some location scouting. Uh, we had cast majority of the cast, which a lot took place in Lauderdale County, correct? Took place in Lauderdale County, yeah, where where it's going to be filmed. And uh, while all of this was going on, there's a a film based on these two guys. They were the Harp Brothers, H A R P E, and they lived in the late 1700s early 1800s and they were bandits along the Natchez Trace and they are considered the first serial killers of America these were two really bad guys you get them google the Hart brothers natchez and and you'll be shocked sounds like shocked. a dateline in the making yeah you'll be shocked at the things that these guys did 
And uh, they were doing a, um, a film on them uh, called The Wilderness Road, and there was a collection of writers involved because it's going to be uh, like a Kill Bill type mm-hmm. uh, where there's different Volumes. chapters and uh, there may be six storylines taking place at the same time. And uh, I was honored. I got asked to write the final chapter on Wilderness Road, which is called Blue Ball of Clay. And uh, I won't I won't get too much into it, but Blue Ball of Clay back then was considered um, medicinal. Um, uh, and the the bounty hunters would use it to encapsulate a head because they had to turn something in to get their bounty uh, with this blue clay that they would get out of a riverbank. So that's where Blue Ball of Clay uh, chapter comes from. Yeah. So when that, will that be released? That will be, rele- be released uh, in December, I believe, of this year. That's exciting. Yeah, they shot it. Uh, uh, I believe they went all the way up into Tennessee. Um, in Is that Travis Mills, too? Yes, yes. That's that's uh, one of the 12 Westerns. Yeah. It seems like Mr. Mills, who doesn't live here in Mississippi, the, correct? You he's, he's, uh, he has a uh, family in Brookhaven. He lives in Brookhaven some, and he uh, lives most of his time in Arizona. He's in Arizona right now making another Western. Well, I guess Mississippi looked very attractive to him for all his sets and locations. Did you have anything to do with that, or was that just him knowing that the state is very open to film the film industry coming in and making a home here? Well, originally, I, uh, I wrote Bastard's Crossing based in a desert. I, I thought it would probably be made in Arizona, New Mexico, places like that. And uh, he said, I've got a place in Brookhaven that we can use. Can it be adapted to that? And I said, sure. And I did the research to, to find a place that would... In, in the script that would could be described as this place in Brookhaven, and uh, we used it, and it, it's uh, actually Arkansas. Even though we're in Brookhaven, uh, the, in the film, it looks like we're in Arkansas. Well, it looks like we've got more to talk about with Mr. Joe Peavy coming up next here on Good Things. world of PBR on the way, life is good today. Life is good today. There's a job for every driver at Total Transportation of Mississippi. Now is the time to join our team. We know that driving is more than just a job. It's a way of life for those on the road. Our Total Team family is here to support our drivers every mile of the way. And now we're hiring teams with $7,500 sign-on bonus. And for individuals, several options are available. With over 30 years' experience and 1,300 employees and counting, Total Transportation is your next job for the open road. Visit TotalMS.com to apply. TotalMS.com. Safety, security, service. That's Total Transportation. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size, and installed. Picture frame glass? 
table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Watkins Construction and Roofing, they are the premier company to count on. I know that by personal experience and customer satisfaction and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from start to finish. It also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team, 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com, nomoreroofleak.com. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Now that the state Supreme Court has struck down medical marijuana and the ballot initiative process, it's up to lawmakers to decide how to proceed. Ken Newberger, the director of the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association, is hopeful. It's great that the legislature has already recognized the problem Mm -hmm. of medical marijuana and the constitutional process going away. And I don't think that there needs to be a giant campaign from the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association. I think we're all ready to sit down and work together. I don't think we need to, you know... There's no villains anymore. A preliminary report has been filed regarding the May 5th plane crash into a home in Hattiesburg that claimed the lives of three passengers from Texas and a Hattiesburg native. According to the report, there were no radio distress calls from the pilot. The flaps were found at 20 degrees down and the landing gear was extended at the time of impact. The investigation continues. I'm Kelly Bennett. As a farmer, I am. I grow U.S. from a farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product, and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Smelly, and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm-raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as that. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, what I said. slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. 
See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Becca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. fast approaching, so make sure you plan a Mississippi adventure today. You can go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. And we're getting a little more with Mr. Joe Peavy. He is a screenwriter out now on Amazon Prime. You can catch Bastard's Crossing, shot there in Brookhaven, Mississippi. Coming up later this year, you can catch his uh, part in Wilderness Road, which we shared with you a little bit. Um, but all eyes feel like it's it's all leading back to and on Turn and Burns, which yeah. has kind of got all of this started, but yet it's the one that hasn't quite been wrapped up yet. So are you excited to get back on the horse, so to speak, with Turn and Burn? Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping, even though I'm, I'm a little bit out of the loop with uh, where they are on production with it. Um, you know, it was scheduled to be filmed this past September and because of COVID, and uh, uh, it had to be postponed because you're dealing with large crowds. It's a, it's a stadium event type of uh, movie and you can't have people in the stands all wearing masks um, so it had to be postponed and uh, they were hoping to to re- get it rescheduled for the end of this year I don't know where they are where they are on that right now uh, at the latest I would think is maybe early next year uh, before uh, some some things would have to be looked at as far as casting because some there's some children that are cast in it and kids grow you know you can't you can't stop them from growing no uh, we've tried parents have tried yeah <laughs> put a brick yeah. on your head it doesn't work yeah so uh, i'm not sure where we are on that but i'm i'm hoping that it does uh, does get going pretty soon and i think it will turn out pretty turn <laughs> yeah. turn out pretty good uh, for you there you mentioned though i think it was in is it bastards crossing in brookhaven that you wanted it to be a desert like and you had to do research to find a place here in Mississippi right. that would meet your ideas in your screenwriting head. What kind of research do you do for trying to set the scenes? If you know, you know, a, um, a producer is going or director is going to take your screenplay and do shoot it in Mississippi, but maybe it's you know supposed to be in a desert. How do you go about trying to find those right locations for them? Well, I had about thirty uh, percent of the script written uh, when I first sent it to uh, the director. And he got back to me and said, you know, uh, because I was thinking it was going to be shot, uh, the, all, I, I thought all of the 12 Westerns would be made out West in Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, you know, where the Westerns traditionally are made. 
And uh, that's when he said, I've got a location in Brookhaven. Can we adapt the script? And I said, I don't see why not. So, But I have to adapt it from a, a desert environment to a wooded type of environment. And to do that, uh, I need to do research to, to find a suitable location that would be believable. Um, I think movies need to be believable. Um like uh, Cowboys and Aliens was a great movie, but it wasn't that believable. <laughs> so um, I found a, uh, a book in a thrift store about the Trail of Tears uh, when the Native Americans were relocated. And uh, part of their relocation route went from Little Rock, Arkansas, to Fort Smith, Arkansas. And I started looking at that, and I Said this will this will work. It's there's about a 150 mile stretch here that it, at that time would have been just wooded wilderness with a trail, um, and uh, so we stuck the uh, the Brookhaven trading post in the middle of uh, Arkansas. So let's back up pre 2000, I guess 16 or 17 when this all got started for you, Joe, as pretty much a second career after a full career in law enforcement there in Biloxi. Growing up as a little boy or just as a as a young man, or, or did you enjoy going to movies? Was movies always something that you looked to in terms of entertainment, or you know enjoyed certain producers or directors? I enjoyed uh, westerns growing up. You know, I, I was a product of the '60s and '70s when uh, heyday of Gunsmoke and High Chaparral and all those TV shows uh, were were big influences on my writing today. Um, I grew up all over Mississippi. My dad did construction work, and we moved wherever the work was. And I finished high school at Northeast Lauderdale, just outside of Meridian. I've still got family in Meridian. And uh, uh, I've been all over the South, uh, traveled a little bit in my previous career to some big cities, but uh, you can't really tell from my accent, but I am a Mississippi and Alabama boy. Well, absolutely, and probably, too, in your in your writing. Um, where do you get your inspiration? I mean, you mentioned Travis Mills, the director or the producer there, just said, oh, I need an easy Western. In my mind, I mean, people who have a novel in their mind or the story, they live with that story for years, and it's it's not like, oh, let me just put it down and start writing you another one. And, but it feels like you were able to do that with your screenplay. So where do you just get your sparks of inspiration? I don't, to be honest, I don't know where it comes from. Um, the the characters when you I've had I've had family and friends that have read um, some of my work and they'll go when it first started because I was very secretive about it they said you wrote this and I go yeah and they would look at it again and they would, this you wrote this and I go well yeah and uh, I've got a very good friend on the coast who um, who made a living with words he was the the publisher of the newspaper down there very well educated man and uh let him read some of it and he told me you know thank god you write better than you speak because my grammar is is not the best in the world but i do write uh a lot better than than the way i talk 
I probably would say I'm opposite. I probably talk a whole lot. Well, that's scary <laughs> to think of that if you tune in to good things. But you, you go back, though, talking about, um, Joan, the industry standards. That was one of the first things you had to learn as you started dabbling into screenwriting. Did you, I mean, I'm curious, where does one go to just get a crash course in industry standards? It feels, again, like you should have paid your dues going up the ranks, you know, with screenwriting, being in the industry, catching coffee for somebody for a couple of years. I don't know. Um, But it feels like you just had all the right sort of um, tools and tactics to get a crash course in what you needed to know to fix what you wanted to do. There's there's a lot of free education out there if you know where to look. There are independent filmmakers in most every community. Uh, Any community of any size certainly has someone who makes movies and uh, seek them out. I got lucky. I, I, I stumbled into this guy that took me under his wing and and helped me along. Uh, independent filmmakers, they, they make some great products on a budget that a West Coast major studio would spend on catering for one of their films. Um, so seek these people out and uh, just volunteer to help. That's how I got started. I just I just wanted to kind of hang out on the set and see how this thing worked. That evolved into becoming a part of the production with uh, as a technical advisor, and from that, uh, telling war stories, and from that, writing them down, and from that, you know, it, it, I just climbed the ladder. And right here in Jackson, I'm sure that there are, are screenwriters here. And independent filmmakers, uh, we have a great state film office, and uh, they're a great asset to use. Uh, volunteer, get involved with these filmmakers, and they can't pay a lot of money, if any at all, but the education that you get is worth more than, than any dollar amount that you could put on it. The Alabama-Mississippi boy who grew up following his family around with his dad's construction, could you have written this story for Joe Peavy going from... You know, a construction kid on the move to law enforcement for 30 years to now you have award-winning films? I guess it would be nonfiction. but uh, no, I've been I've been very lucky. Yeah. You, yeah. So you mentioned westerns are kind of like your niche. Do you ever see you branching out and doing like a rom com or maybe like a scary movie or something outside of westerns? Although some westerns can be very scary and romantic, but. You know what I mean. I do have – I've got one complete script, uh, Deeper Scars, that is not a Western. It's a cop movie. I've got a couple of treatments in the works that uh, deal with more of a modern-day kind of uh, atmosphere. And But Westerns are coming back. Um, you, you see a lot – Tom Hanks just made a Western. Uh, and uh, – Westerns are coming back, so I think you'll see a lot more of them on on the screen. I think we'll see a lot more of your name on the screen under screenwriter. There's going to be Joe PB. Is that is it Joe or is it Joseph? Well, Joseph technically, but everybody calls me Joe. But I just checked. Bastards Crossing has it's been viewed over 19 million minutes on Amazon. Uh, that's that's a lot of time. Uh, that's people, pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, COVID had a lot to do with that. Uh, you know, people stuck in at home. Watching movies instead of going to the theater, uh, I think that may be a long-term thing, too. Absolutely. We want people to um, stick with us here on Good Things, because we got a little bit more coming up next with Mr. Joe. There's a beautiful sunset burning up the 
atmosphere There's music and dancing and lovers romancing The salt evening air on some beach Somewhere Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to dial 911 at the onset of symptoms of a heart attack or stroke. The moment paramedics arrive, life-saving care begins. It's important to remember the first thing paramedics do is to take the time to stabilize the patient. Vital information is relayed to the appropriate hospital so that heart attack or stroke teams will be ready when the patient arrives. Every second counts. Dial 911. Don't drive. Let them come to you. Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the Range in Gluckstadt. Right now, we're offering great specials on memberships to our state-of-the-art indoor shooting range. Join now and get your first month free. While you're here, check out our full-service gunsmithing department. We offer everything from professional gun cleaning, Cerakoting, camo application, accurizing, to custom rifle bills. We hope to see you soon. You might even get to meet my wife, Jane. That'll be a real trip. This is the closing agri market report. The close in near cotton exchange, July cotton was down 109 to 82.92. December cotton was down 93 to 82.37. The close of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were down 36 cents to 1538 and a quarter per bushel. August soybeans were down 35 and three quarters to 14.85 and a half per bushel. July corn with no change at the close at 658 and a quarter per bushel. September corn was down four cents to five sixty seven per bushel. The mercantile August live cattle was up forty to one twenty twelve. October live cattle was up ten to one twenty four sixty two. August feeders up eighty two to one fifty two seventy five. September feeders up one forty seven to one fifty five even. And that's the south of Dow Jones is down three hundred eighty three points, thirty three thousand six seventy seven. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network. Compromise is nice. 
if you're at the playground or scouring yard sales. But farmers know better that middle grounds have no winner. That's why there's Revitec fungicide, fast-acting and long-lasting, preventative and curative, disease control and stress reduction. So leave the settling to little Tommy at the seesaw, an old bargain bill, and take your full prize in yields with Revitec fungicide for uncompromised performance. Always read and follow label directions. Cotton isn't a crop. It's a calling. That's why you battle resistant weeds with guts and determination. BASF helps you win with the most effective in-season weed control program on the market. The powerhouse trio of Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook are best-in-class post-herbicides, each with a different mode of action, so weeds don't stand a chance. Protect your calling at CottonWeedControl.com. Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook herbicides. Made for this. Ingenia herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Always read and follow label directions. Your midday meeting place, the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. delay on planning a Mississippi adventure today. You can do that over at visitmississippi.org. And if you are a Prime member, make sure that you watch Bastards Crossing. Even if not, you can go and, I guess, order it from Amazon and watch it this weekend. Although, Joe, you said it maybe it's not a family-friendly movie. No, there's there's some language there. There's, there's no nudity, but there are some adult situations with... Uh, you know, you've got to have somebody get shot in a Western, you know. It's kind of a rule. So, uh, but in today's atmosphere, that's nothing. Compared to movie. some of the yeah. things you can see just on primetime TV, yeah. and we'll leave it at that. I'll have to uh, admit, Joe, that um, one one of the times here on Good Things that my, my faithful listeners raked me over the coals with was a couple, it was years back now. I've, I have matured in my Western watching, but it came out that I had never seen Tombstone, and you would have thought that, you know, I'd, I'd done something absolutely terrible which i have seen since then but you mentioned growing up loving western so if you had to pick an all-time favorite western movie what would what would yours be Ooh, you wouldn't put me on the spot would you they're all good though um yeah they're all good my favorite television program uh was gunsmoke um movie wise um i don't know i'd have to well, you I'd can to, you can sort of simmer on that because I I can't let you come into the studio without giving you um, appropriate thanks for the coolest gift I think I have <laughs> ever received. And you guys may remember this too. I'm, I'm a huge uh, space fanatic, and Joe was so kind to send me a, a paperweight that actually has um, nuts and bolts that have been in space. And then you today you brought me some actual nuts and bolts that I can touch and feel right. that have been beyond our. At- Atmosphere and back, and whether it's a lie or not, I don't care. I love the story, and in my head, they they have they have traveled around the moon. So tell me the story behind you getting these nuts and bolts that are in the coolest paperweight that I've ever seen. After Katrina, um, uh, I ran our academy uh, for several years, and Katrina wiped us out. So uh, I got moved to an administration position with the sheriff's department, and after Katrina, about a year or so. Uh, they took us on a uh, VIP tour of Cape Canaveral. We flew over in a C-130 
uh, called Spirit of Biloxi. It's, Bay, it's one of the hurricane hunters down there. And we got to spend a weekend on the Cape, and they took us to all all sorts of behind-the-scene places that the, the average tour doesn't get to go to. And one of the facilities uh, dealt with uh, refurbishing the shuttle engines and all the hardware that they take out of the engines they're, they're not allowed to reuse. So they were giving some of it away as souvenirs to us, and I got my hands on a little bit of it and saved it, and I made paperweights out of some of it, and I had a couple of extra pieces, so I brought them to you today. Well, I think this is pretty doggone cool, and I feel like there's a story in the making. So if you write a space movie, I have to be an astronaut in the background or something. So I may not actually get to go to space in real life, but if Joe Peavy writes the screenplay, you need to just Would you write parachute me. down like um, um, Sandra Bullock did in, yes. in Gravity? Absolutely yeah. I would. Yes, you put me up there with uh, with someone like, um, oh, who who was her co-star? Cootie Patootie. Um, uh, Clooney? Yes, George Clooney. You get yeah. me across that. <laughs> and just a phone call. I just have to make a phone you call. You just yeah. have to make a phone call. You know what, though, Joe? The way your life has gone and the luck you've had in the film industry, I, I can definitely see that those doors potentially um, opening for you. But Larry and Jackson chimed in and said, Lonesome Dove. The moment Lonesome you, Dove, you yeah. mention favorite westerns to our Good Things Tribe here, they start to flood in. Because you're right, it, it strikes a nerve with so many, and we miss that kind of entertainment. Yeah. I was leaning towards True Grit. I'm a big John Wayne fan, and uh, I like True Grit. I didn't like the remake of True Grit, uh, but uh, True Grit was probably one of my favorites. One of your favorites? If When you're writing a Western, what's like one thing that has to be in there? Every Western has to have. You have to have a bar fight, and you have to have somebody get shot. It's kind of a rule. It's kind of a rule. Do they yeah. have to die from the gunshot? No, they don't have to die. Uh, I mean, Matt Dillon probably got shot 300 times over his career, but he never died. But he never died. Right. So there has to be a bar fight. There ha- But where's the la- there has to be a lady in distress, right? Yeah. yeah. Could she be part of the gunfight? Miss, Miss Kitty. Yeah, she could be. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I'm writing, again, I feel like yeah. I'm writing myself right into one and of Another Jeffy's. tidbit you'll like, uh, I have a cat that's only... Uh, uh, pet I have, and her name is Amanda Blake. Now, do you know who Amanda Blake is? No, but I'm just going to say that's the strangest name for a cat I've ever heard, Amanda. Amanda Blake played Miss Kitty in Gunsmoke. All righty. The cat, Miss Kitty. Yes. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, We have some more coming in. Unforgiven, Once Upon a Time in the West. Um, All comes, it's all coming through. Those are all greats, yeah. Those are all greats. Well, we're going to add to that Bastards Crossing, Turn and Burn. All of those are based right here. Wilderness Road. Wilderness Road. Texas Red. Texas Red. She was the deputy's wife. I mean, go, go, uh, go to the Facebook page, 12 Westerns in 12 Months. And you can follow all of them. Well, I'll make sure we share that in the Good Things Facebook group. Joe, this has been a pleasure. I could literally chat to you for hours about all the film industry, so you'll have to come back with us, okay? Or come to the coast, and we'll share a po' boy down at uh, one of the the shrimp houses or something down there. Deal. We'll do that. We'll make that happen. But you stick with us. We've got more for you coming up next here on Super Talk. You've got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back um, at 2, so tomorrow. (laughs) I was thinking, what day is it? But until next time, guys, I hope you all take time for the good things. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.